Good morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Happy Hump Day. The physical delivery of gold and silver wealth insurance. How much does your portfolio weigh? Call us at 800-951-0592. We've got a program for you. Right, if you want to roll over an existing IRA or a 401k from two, three, four jobs ago, we can help you do that. If you want to place an order for gold, silver, platinum, we can help you do that. If you're looking at a a monthly plan, we can help you do that as well. We've got all the bases covered. Uh, the website at allamericangold.com. It's the best free report in the history of the gold business. Every single day, Monday through Friday, we post up all kinds of articles, videos, hundreds of them every single week just to keep you in the know. You follow us on Facebook. You never know when we're going to run another contest. So you got to be out there so you know what's happening uh, our Twitter at Patriot Trading One, and uh, of course the shopping cart where we've made a few changes again to try to simplify things. Um, but we've got it covered. However you want to do, you want to call us. You don't want to call us. We've got you either way. Uh, I will say this: right? rain won't keep me away. The sun won't keep me away. The snow won't keep me away. But no bathroom will keep me away. And right now, I will tell you, I'm not sure about uh, how long we'll be here today and if we'll be here tomorrow. Because as it sits right now, there's no bathroom in the whole entire complex. And, And I don't, you know, and I think everybody's like this. You have your bathroom schedule. And I am now off schedule. And we had the plumbers out here yesterday. We've had we've been battling this plumbing issue, it seems like, for several months. And yesterday, it finally came to a head. And the plumber was out, and he's been out, you know, for probably four or five different times for different people in the complex. When he says to, to, to me, hey, I can't fix this, and he takes me outside and he shows me the the sewer and you can see this uh well let's just call it there's water for lack of a a better term oh that is nasty yeah yeah it was and uh the commercial plumbers are allegedly on their way today uh but but if if it is a major problem and we and we're not going to have the the bathroom services, then we'll probably <laughs> we'll probably close early today and, and 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 we'll see. I don't know. I have no idea what the problem is. Thankfully, I'm not a plumber. Well, actually, it'd probably be better if I was because then I probably could have fixed it. But uh, this is what and the whole complex is battling. And here's the problem: is some of the people in the complex. And there's like, I don't know, 28 suites here. They're like, oh, what are you talking about? There's no problem. And they're just 
They're just flushing away. The ones of us that are the closest to the sewer line, yeah, there's no, yeah, you flush and it's coming overboard. And every, you know, and so uh, we have notified everybody, yeah, the more you flush your toilet, the more the uh, our little lake is going to continue to fill up. So anyway, I know you all wanted to hear that bright and early in the morning, but uh, that's what we've been going Listen, you never know what you're going to hear, but I'm going to tell you, you know everything about me. And right now, this is my number one problem. I didn't even, have to, I didn't even drink any coffee this morning. Because I was afraid, because, the, you know what, yeah, you, well, anyway, enough of that. Anyway, so if, if for whatever reason, you call us later today and nobody answers, if you hear a repeat tomorrow, this is why. The bathroom issue uh, will not have been resolved, and therefore, ergo, uh, we won't be here. Because, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> you know those commercials? You know the ones where they show these guys, and they're they're always doing something. They're golfing or at some sporting event, and you got to go to the bathroom all the time. Kind of that way, when you know you don't have it, Right, you got to go all the time. So anyway, there you go. Enough of that. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. A lot of things actually going on today. Uh, there was ex- uh, pending home sales, and pending home sales. These are people that have at least, I guess, signed a, an offer sheet. To, to buy a home. It rebounded in February. Uh, January wasn't a great month. It rebounded uh, in February. They're saying that the weather was pretty warm and most most likely uh, is going to be a short-lived thing, but that was good news, right? So we had pending home sales up. The Dow was actually down uh, on that news. Uh, gold and silver really not doing a whole lot. Uh, just kind of sitting and waiting and trying to get a feel for uh, where the markets are heading. We had two different Fed governors out talking today, and they essentially said the exact opposite thing. So just like the Federal Reserve, uh, the continuation of the playbook, one of you go out and say you want a ton of rate hikes. The other one go out and say, I really don't want that many rate hikes. And we'll we'll just run with that, and that's kind of exactly not kind of that's exactly what happened. And then the news out of the Republican House today—they actually got something passed. We'll talk about that. The Republican-controlled Committee on Oversight and Government Reform. Which, really, when you think about it, we probably need a whole lot of both. (laughs) We need a lot of oversight, and we need a lot of reform. You know, really, what the oversight and reform should be is what? Less. Right? Less everything. Less government. Less taxes. More freedoms. One of the 
one of the places that severely needs oversight is the Federal Reserve. And you know what? Do you need any proof? Just look at the balance sheet. Look, look at what they're passing off as economic goodness. They approved a bill earlier today to allow for a congressional audit of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy. A proposal Fed policymakers have opposed. Of course they have. I mean, let's face it. If you've been doing things you shouldn't be doing, if you've been bailing out bad people and trying to cover it up, you probably wouldn't want anybody auditing you either. Right? Who? You know, no one likes an IRS audit. But you know who likes them the, the, or hates them the most? The ones that are cheated on their taxes, right? <laughs> Just stands to reason. It likely faces a difficult path to final approval, however, in the Senate. Under the bill, the Fed's monetary policy deliberations could be subject to outside review by the Government Accountability Office. Similar bills have garnered support from Democrats in the past, but, you know, it's now what, you know, Donald Trump's in, so now they're not going to do it. Uh, you know, really, another reason why this this whole thing just stinks from top to bottom and why we need term limits and everything else and and it's so funny. You know that the House has passed this legislation twice. They did it in 20, 2012, and then they did it again in 2014. You know, Barack Obama was president. And now they're saying that uh, the dozens and dozens of Democrats that, that garnered support may not now. But even if they do, they say they probably will not be able to pass the Senate. And I guess my, my question really is simple. Why not? What have they done that deserves us not looking further into it? Right? I mean, let's face it. The economy's a wreck. I mean, this is the worst, and I say that in this regard. This is the worst economic recovery in the history of economic recovery. Right? And this is after the, the worst housing crisis and financial crisis since the Great Depression. And now everybody's out there, you know, in, in, in the opportunity presenting itself and they're acting like, no, no, we're not going to do that. And, and you really wonder, if, if not now, when? What are we waiting for? What is it? And here's really, you know, my thought process on that, because you got to remember now, especially in the Senate, a lot of these guys, they've been there forever. Right? It's almost, it's almost like you serve like a life term, right? I mean, look at John McCain. Guy's been in there forever. Right now, Jeff Flake's our other guy. He replaced John Kyle, who retired, who was there forever. And, and Flake, he's been there forever. 
What do they know? Right? Do you start asking yourself, wait a minute, really? Of all the things, I mean, I know, you get all worked up about a spotted owl somewhere or some some bird nobody's ever heard of. But when it comes to, right, the, really, when you think about it, the robbing and the fleecing of, of the American public by the Federal Reserve, you're nowhere to be found. Just, just look at what they've done. Every person over the age of 55, right, all you AARP people, and I say that because I'm, I'm, I mean, let's say so, I'll be right, I'm right behind you, right? I'm right behind you. We've been robbed. Right? Anybody who ever did it right got robbed. Right? You saved all your money. Everybody knows, let's face it, right? And I have talked to thousands and thousands of people. I've never really, and I know you're out there, but there's some of you, I guess, that, you know, they, they buy and sell stocks and, and can make it work, right? And and are you know I don't know a good enough chartist or or uh, math guy or what have you that you're able to do it. But everybody, you know, I'll say the regular guy. Never seen it work, right? You know the people that trade at their house and trade, you know, as you know for. Uh, laughs and giggles, and you know, Eric and I, we've tried it, right? It never works. We always end up losing, no matter what the market's doing either. It really doesn't matter. But they robbed us. And they don't want to audit, they don't want to look into why. You know, the, the Fed funds rate is still below 1%. Anybody who's got any money can't buy a treasury bond or a CD and live off the interest, right? Most of us us can't even get any interest. They say that the proponents of the measure argue that the Federal Reserve is too powerful and lacks sufficient oversight. You know, think about it. Now you're starting to have people that worked at the Fed come out and write books saying just that. Right? These guys got way too much power. They've got way too much freedom to do whatever they like. Fed officials from Janet Yellen on down, as well as other critics, warned that such a policy could subject the Fed to undue political pressure. Right? Think about this. You know, the Fed was fo- supposed to be this private entity. That ended a long time ago. Right? They they ended it. Right? Now they, run, they routinely meet with all their banker buddies. Right? There's no independence there. Just the opposite. It's dependent. They're the ones that bailed them all out. They're the ones 
that help them sit down and get rid of all the oversight on them? Why did you get rid of Glass-Steagall, right? That didn't work out so well. Too big to fail. You made them bigger. Right? Well, if you actually look into all of these numbers, they're actually worse now. We're actually, believe it or not, if it happens again, it'll be even worse this time. Right? Usually when you, you know, you try to prevent things from happening, you know, sometimes they, you know, things will happen again. But hopefully, you know, kind of like this, right? Earthquakes. Earthquakes happen, right? And we... We've got a pretty good idea about where they happen. So what did we do? Well, we 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 created building codes that made what? The buildings what stronger? Made them more a uh, more likely to survive an earthquake. Doesn't mean that they all do. But it does mean hey, they, it is safer you got a better chance that's not what they did and really you know if you think about it if you held these people accountable they'd probably be more apt to do what to do the right thing see when nobody's supervising it's always easier to do what the easy thing. And think about this. You know, every week, every month, every quarter, every year, the Federal Reserve and these governors that vote on interest rates and decide on bailouts and decide on quantitative easing, they talk to the heads of all the banks. Now, when you talk to people every week, when you have meetings with them, when you have lunch or breakfast or dinner with them or maybe uh, drinks with them, what ends up happening? Right? You kind of be what? You become friends with them. Don't I mean, that's just natural. Right? You get to know somebody. Hey, how's the kids? How's the wife? You know? <laughs> oh, you're getting divorced again. Oh, well, how much is that going to cost you? You know, that kind of stuff. And then it clouds your judgment. It does. Nobody, you know, it's just, that's how it is. Right? You want to back your friends. And the only way to prevent that type of thing from happening, right, is to have oversight. And remember, listen, the Federal Reserve is the one that broke the independence. They're the ones that decided. You know, it used to be they never knew what the Fed was doing. They didn't. The Fed would come out and Wall Street had no clue because they didn't talk at all. Now they go out on the media. It's like a circus out there. 
You know how many Fed governors have talked this week already? It's only Wednesday. Almost half of them have come out and said something. Because they want to they want to telegraph their moves to Wall Street. They want to telegraph their moves to their friends. Why? So their friends can make money. So their friends know where to be risky. They know they can even be more risky than they should be. Right, which has led to all of these bubbles, has led to all of the chaos. Didn't used to be that way. Don't believe, don't take my word for it. Look it up yourself. So when you think about it, really, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm all for it, right? You want to be independent, let's be independent. Okay, you don't talk to the bank. You don't come out on television. You don't come out and do anything. Right? You don't. The markets have no clue what it is you're going to do until you've done it. That's independent. That's operating free from pressure. But that's not what we have here, folks. Matter of fact, it's not even close. We, 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 what we got here is a chummy little private club that wants to rule with autonomy to benefit themselves and their friends. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Wednesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. University liberals and the truth have a tenuous relationship at best on many campuses. However, one liberal group at the University of Wisconsin-Madison has gone so far as to call a conservative student group a hate group in order to remove the conservative voice from campus. The Student Coalition for Progress pushed a petition to label the school's chapter of Young Americans for Freedom a hate group whose efforts, quote, create a hostile environment on campus. Of course, that couldn't be further from the truth. Young Americans for Freedom is nothing more than a conservative student group that seeks to share an alternative viewpoint on a predominantly liberal campus. They do this by hosting conservative speakers and debates about political topics relevant to students. However, the Student Coalition for Progress is determined to remove any opposition to their liberal agenda. Their petition featured a number of completely false accusations, like saying that the conservative group's guest speakers make minorities feel unsafe and that YAF members oppress homosexual students. Other student groups quickly came to the defense of Young Americans for Freedom. UW College Republicans Chair Jake Lubenow said, The petition does not make a single claim substantiated with evidence of any kind. Lubenow was not the only student to spot the deception. Apparently, other students were able to see through the lies as well, because the petition tops out at just over 200 signatures, which is far short of what it would need for any official action to occur. Although the turnout for the petition was laughable, this blatant disregard for the truth is no joke. This felonious petition shows that liberal campus groups are willing to completely disregard the truth if it allows them to gain an advantage over someone of a different viewpoint. 
That is what separates the liberal from the conservative. Conservatives believe that our ideas and principles are strong enough to stand up to scrutiny. We need not make slanderous claims in order to come out on top. The hallmark of a successful ideology is that it needs nothing more than the truth to be accepted and promoted. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges, high schools, and elementary schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we're asking you to get involved and share your story on pseagles.com. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. There's a new term. I love new terms. And this, again, is in the securitization market. This is the market that Alan Greenspan created in the late 1990s. So after they got rid of all the glass seagull, you know, seagull stuff, right, allowed banks to become insurance companies and mortgage brokers and, and all of these other things, right, and credit card companies can become banks, and, and right, and then when the Federal Reserve saw fit, hey, we'll make anybody anything we want to enable them to get free money from us. The securitization market, and this is out of Bloomberg, has become more heavily weighted towards issuers that we would consider deep subprime. Not just regular subprime. No, this is deep subprime. In other words, hey, a lot of the loans that we do now are for people with the worst credit. And really what it means is there's so many of them, right, that they now have the deep subprime, auto loans, the fundamental proportion, especially within ABS pools, continues to deteriorate. This is their deep subprime pools. And think about this now, right? We've had a good run in cars, uh, right? I mean, we have. Now, I've been telling all of you, right, a third of the car sales are are renters, and, and that number continues to grow. Here's what I didn't know. In 2010, okay, so, you know, here we are, the crashes happened, right? The economy's in rough shape. Do you know how many auto loan securitizations in total made up this deep subprime category? It was about 5%. And you're thinking, you know what? That sounds like a logical number. right? You don't want a lot of those types of loans. right? You want the vast majority of them to be, what, people with good credit or at least, you know, just plain old subprime, right? Hey, you don't got you know you don't have you know great credit, but but you know 
It's not the worst we've seen. It has now risen from 5% in 2010 to 32.5% today. Essentially, what, a third of all the people? Think about this. Think about You're out there, you're driving around. Right? And just start looking at it. You know, you're in rush hour, right? You're sitting on the 101, or maybe it's a, you're on the I-10, wherever you're at, the 60, the I-25 up in Denver. Just start counting. Every third car, you're deep subprime. You're deep subprime. You're deep subprime. And then you start looking around, you're like, wow, that's a lot of deep subprime out there. This is the great economic recovery. It says that researchers define deep subprime as lenders with consumer credit grades or FICO scores below 550. (laughs) I'm lucky. I have a wife who... She handles all of our finances. And I have no idea, right, what what it entails, nor do I want to know. Right, because I'll just get angry. Because I don't really know how much everything really costs. Yeah, I know once a month we pay our car insurance. I know we pay our health insurance. I know we pay our cell phone bills and our electricity and our sewage and our water and our cable and, you know, all of that stuff. The mortgage, right, the car payments, all that stuff. But I really don't want to know because, I'll, you know, I'll get mad. Right? <laughs> and I think it's really, it's called marriage preservation. I don't get involved and she doesn't tell me. Because she'll, I'll be like, this can't be right. And of course, it is. there's nothing we can do. It says that the, the scores range from 300. Apparently, 300 is like the worst score you can have. I did not know that. To 850. <laughs> All right. Whatever happened to 1 to 100? You know, we can't do that. No, 300 to 850. They say there's no firm definition of subprime, but scores below 600 are generally considered high credit risk. These are people, I guess, from like 300 to 550. I guess 550, you're doing pretty good. They say Wall Street banks have found it tougher to profit under new regulatory regimes born out of the subprime crisis. They become more willing to underwrite riskier auto loans and asset-backed security sales. Investors starved for returns with about $8 trillion of debt globally carrying negative yields has turned proven to be uh, well, have in turn proven to be insatiable 
for facilitating higher levels of risk for the market securities. In other words, really simply put, all of the people out there that used to be able to go down to their bank and buy a CD and get 6, 7, 8, 9%, buy a treasury bond and get 6, 7, 8, 9%, this is now the crap they're selling you. And I don't even know if you can get six on these. And they're saying, listen, the banks are doing it because people keep wanting to buy them. <laughs> and now the problem is, all of these people that have a history of not paying the bill, guess what's happened? I know, it's a shocker. They're not paying the bill. By the way, you know the firm that's the biggest underwriter of these? You may have heard of them. Uh, Wells Fargo? Hmm. Maybe that's why they needed all of those fake accounts and sapping all of their customers. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Oh, banks behaving badly. Now, you know, they used to have, what, the girls gone wild. We should have banks behaving badly. Wells Fargo would be at the top of the list. S&P acknowledged that losses are building across the board. And let me tell you what S&P did. You know, they're one of the rating agencies, right, that's supposed to protect all of us. They had noted that there, there was an increase of risk that had been occurring but they modified the indexes to filter out the high level of delinquencies from the deep subprimes and were able to say, you know, th th those were dragging down the market. So if we take those out, it's fine. Right? Again, you think there needs to be some oversight? What happened? Well, we're out here looking out for the best interests of our friends. I mean, it's everywhere. It's like nepotism at its finest. That's all these people do. They lie, cheat, and steal from us. Right? And, and then they get away with it. Nothing ever happened. Right? Wells Fargo fired a few, what, mid-level executives. Right, that had already, let's face it, that made millions and millions of dollars. Whoopee. Now, S&P said, you know what? Yeah, sorry about that. Losses are now building across the board. In prime, subprime, as well as deep subprime. And now is forcing everyone to revise their losses. You know, when you think about this, and, and you're just like, right? You, you didn't see that coming? I want to just read you a little note at the very end that they put on it. And I thought this was really uh, interesting. Because they made a big distinction from the people that, you know, Let's face it, all of us that went through that financial crisis, you know, there was 
neighbors, friends, family members. Maybe it was you personally that had always had good credit and you lost it all. Right? And so your credit score was beat up and and you worked real hard to get it back. But S&P said there's something unusual now is happening. Payment behavior among subprime borrowers after the crisis and up around until 2015 is different because those lenders were considered risky credits in extreme situations. They say many of the subprime customers from 2015 to present have a sustained history of late payments in charge-off. They say that today's subprime customers appear to be far weaker than they were several years ago. Again, remember what I've been talking about. Remember what really is happening here. The central bank, who apparently nobody in Congress sees uh, worthy of an audit, is lied, manipulated, seasonally adjusted, right? They've committed fraud. They won't call it that, right? They'll back it up by some economic theory. But they are devaluing your money. The the money you worked so, so hard for. And now they lie about it. See, they used to not lie about it. Right? They used to not lie about it. But that made inflation really high. And they wanted to run a lot of debt. I mean, that's their answer to everything. And if you have high devaluation, which is, you know, they call it inflation. Then you got to pay a lot of interest on that debt. We don't like that. So let's start lying about it. And now you're seeing the standard of living of really almost everybody. You got that little sliver. And I mean sliver, it's not 1%. Uh-uh. I'm talking about like the one quarter of 1%. That little of a sliver. The other 99 and three quarters. Right? We're, we're just trying to run in place. And we can't even do that. And S&P is saying, people, and I'll just read it again. The subprime customers from 2015 to present appeared to be weaker than they were just several years ago. And you think about it. It's not like those were boom times. It's not like that. They were weaker than 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And, you know, when you're sitting there and you're start, and you're trying to, to really put all of the pieces to the puzzle together, and you're having a hard time. You're having a hard time adding up to whatever it is Janet Yellen seems to be saying. Because all of the the real data, you know, this is real data. 
all the real data says that boy, you, we've got it packaged up nice and pretty, and we call it all these other you know pretty types of securitizations and whatnot. But what's underneath the hood isn't so good. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Wednesday. Just as a reminder, <laughs> I don't know why bathrooms are so funny. I don't know. It's something about it. Uh, we have bathroom issues. If you are joining us late today, the sewer line is, I don't know, I, I would imagine it's collapsed. But if we aren't able to get bathrooms restored here, uh, we'll probably be closing a little early today. And uh, I'm not sure about tomorrow. So if you if you call later in the afternoon, we're not here. That's what happened. If if we're running a repeat tomorrow, uh, more than likely that is the reason why. Uh, just one of those things. I guess they happen from time to time. A quick look here at the market. Gold's up fractionally, twelve hundred fifty-two dollars. Silver's unchanged, eighteen dollars sixteen cents. The Dow is down about fifty-five points. And you're really, you know, when you, you start thinking about whether or not you want to add to your holding. You know, they always, you know, we always talk about buying low and selling high, and 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 I always laugh. And and when people, all people, all will call and ask me all the time, Joe, is it a good time to buy? Should I buy right now or should I wait? And I always tell them the same thing. You know, I say, you know, God's got a sense of humor, right? Because you know, if you buy today. It's going down tomorrow. And if you don't buy today, it always goes up. Right? I mean, that's Arlene just laughed, right? <laughs> She's, that's just how it works. And here's the funny thing is, is we've had a matter of fact, in the four years that I've owned the company, really, I've, I've been, this is my 14th year. This is probably the most selling I've seen. In the when you think about since Trump has won, and premiums are at the lowest I've ever seen. Never seen them this low ever. This is when you want to buy. And guess what? The gold markets are proving it, right? The silver markets—they're proving it, right? They keep going up. Today, U.S. twenties, and it's getting harder and harder here. But ninety-eight dollars over spot. Spots twelve fifty-two, thirteen. Fifty for U.S. twenty-dollar liberties or St. God, you pick them. I've got about forty of each. If you want to mix and match, you want to buy one of each, ten of each. Knock yourselves out. Buy when nobody else is. That's when you're going to do the best. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. Uh, this will be a call-in only event. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you've never ordered from us before, I'm going to tell you it's the easiest thing you've ever done. You just call up and just say, "I want the special." That's all you say. I want the special. Arlene's going to say, "Great." How many would you like? And you just tell her one, five, ten, and she'll be like, "Okay." And she'll give you a total. She'll take your name and your address. Right, you decide how to pay for. It. You want to pay a personal check? Great. If you want to put it on a credit card, you can do that. Uh, there's a small fee for that, but otherwise, once you pay for it, we ship it registered, insured U.S. mail. We won't call you unless you ask us to. 
Right? And even then, we're only calling to say, hey, your product's shipping. It's just that easy. No bait and switch. Right? No upselling. None of that stuff. We, we just do, you know, treat you with honesty and respect. If I'm that way, you tell your friends, too. 800-951-0592. Everybody enjoy the rest of your hump day. Hopefully we'll get these bathrooms working. Everyone take care. Have a great day.